Hi, and welcome to the Hand in Hand Show, where caregivers and survivors have honest discussions about stroke. We are a part of Stroke Focus Podcasts. This is Cam, your host. Today, we are talking to Herb Silverman. Herb was introduced to us by Unlimited Possibilities, an extraordinary stroke and TBI support group in Georgia, and a member of the Georgia Brain Injury Association. Hi, Herb, and welcome to the Hand in Hand show, a part of Stroke Focus. I can't wait to get through this because you had a stroke 27 years ago? This is my 27th year, that's correct. You suffered from aphasia, which will interest a lot of people because I run into many people who have aphasia. They have a difficult time. So can you tell us a little bit about your stroke, where you started, and kind of maybe even where you are now? Okay. Well, that sounds terrific. And by the way, thank you very much for inviting me, and I'm looking forward to spending a couple of minutes with you today. Uh, Like I said, my name is Herb Silverman, and uh, uh, long story short, uh, in 1991, at the age of 27, I uh, suffered a massive stroke. Uh, It affected my entire right side, and originally I had global aphasia, uh, which means that fortunately both my written and my verbal communication were completely obliterated. Uh, Even today, even though as you can see, you know, speaking to you and hopefully making sense, you know, from time to time, uh, the words will uh, come uh, here, there, and everywhere, uh, because I still have a lapse of some senses. But I would say that verbally, as you can see, uh, things are doing quite well. Uh, Written uh, is a different story, but fortunately with technology and uh, perspiration, I think I've done extremely well as well. Um, So, like I said, it took a long, long time. I'm still paralyzed on my right side, and I do wear a cane. But the most important thing for me was the fact that uh, literally I just completed my career. I was working for uh, 24 years. I just retired about uh, two and a half years ago. Uh, And now I do a lot of advocacy uh, for people with disabilities, uh, volunteering uh, both at uh, one of the hospitals here in the Atlanta area. And I'm also a member of the American Red Cross. So I do uh, blood drives all the time. I'm a uh, public speaker. Um, from time to time, as I just mentioned, and uh, for the most part, I am very positive and very proactive on uh, talking to other people, whether it's a person with a disability or not, about um, you know what they can do to change the situation to uh, get the fullest of what's going on. Well, how did you become a public speaker and how did you overcome the aphasia as far as speaking? Well, and that's a very good example. Uh, Like I said, uh, just uh, to your knowledge, I still have some lingering effects as far as aphasia. Um, So it'll never go 100% as far as my speech being perfect once again. But uh, my uh, youngest brother, David, who is actually a professional actor, uh, if you've seen The Walking Dead and things like that, he's been on The Walking Dead for about four years now. But... uh, He always said that, uh, fortunately, uh, two things that were very helpful. Uh, One, he says that I'm both refreshing and scary all at the same time. 
Uh, and the other, which is probably most important, is that uh, he always said that if you make a mistake, then you make a mistake. <laughs> and I think that's the key to all of this, because literally, I think everyone, whether you have aphasia or not, makes mistakes. I mean, it's just the tip of the tongue, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so I think that for me, uh, with that uh, in the back of my mind, it's been very easy for me to go ahead and talk to people all the time. So I think that that's one of the keys to you know, my success, because the more that I can communicate, the more that I interact with people, even happenstance, could be the grocery, could be a, a bank clerk, it could be a laundromat, it could be anyone. But as long as you're interacting with the other person, then you will make progress over time. Well, as you can see from literally two words, you know, in 1991 after my stroke to today, uh, I think I'm doing uh, quite well. As far as my public speaking, like I said, I really don't talk a lot, but if the opportunity do have that occur, I will go ahead and, you know, have a couple of words of wisdom. Because once again, I'm very positive, you know, it's a, uh, uh, I gave a little talk uh, a couple of months ago uh, for the Florida Speech Pathology Department. Uh, it was basically almost uh, 350 people that I attended with this person or with these people. And, um, you know, I'm very, like I said, not only positive, but uplifting and optimistic. Because literally, I think that, especially if you have strokes or aphasia, it is, um, a lot of people get very isolated. They get very, um, you know, down on themselves. And I think that for me, that was not my idea at all. I wanted to be better each and every day. Uh, and I think that whether you are 27 years old or 127 years old, I think that, uh, you know, that could occur no matter what. The fact that you had this at such a young age, I always um, am amazed because, number one, people don't understand that you can have a stroke at, you know, 27. You can have a stroke at 18. You suffered a stroke at a very young age. Correct. What was the hardest of that? Because many people, especially that young, they, other people don't really get it. I mean, they don't get it at a person having a stroke at any age. But being that young, it has to be harder. You know, that's an interesting question because I don't think that it's necessarily harder. Uh, like I said, whether you're, you know, 15 or 88, it really doesn't register in my mind. I think that, like I said, and I just explained it a couple of seconds ago, my stroke, my aphasia, all of the things that I've worked on was a point in time. It didn't define me and it didn't describe, you know, what was going on. Yes, it was difficult at the beginning, but I didn't have the opportunity to say, oh, woe, woe is me. I was always very positive, very, um, know proactive on what's going on and so for example um, and the most important thing for me was my communication because like I just mentioned I was a DJ in college uh, so my nickname was Mr. Uh, I'm sorry it was uh, Surf and Herb 
uh, I was always a uh, I was always the MC at uh, different uh, presentations. I guess because I have a very low voice and I project well. But nevertheless, that was the most important thing was my speech. I wanted to be better each and every day. And I think that fortunately, that's what I've done and still have, uh, you know, I still have little nuances and little uh, techniques that I'm trying to learn even now. So it's almost, uh, the example that I always say is, uh, it's almost like golf, you know? You know, if you want to just hit it from time to time, yeah, that would be one thing. But if you're going to be, you know, very you know, a craftsman in what you're trying to accomplish, then you really, you know, go for it all the way. And you learn from the experts. You investigate all of the nuances and all of the opportunities that can be at hand. And I think that also includes when I went back to work as well. I know at the beginning, it was very difficult to communicate. I mean, there was no doubt about it. Like I said, um, in 1991, all I could say was two words, and that was it. But I keep on keeping on. And uh, fortunately, the more practice, the more feedback, as far as other people talking to me, then it became easier and easier. I actually went back to school. I have three degrees in informational technology, including a Microsoft certified systems engineer. And uh, actually for, what, almost eight years, I worked um, for New York Life Insurance Company. And I had to go ahead and do a uh, life and health and property and casualty. And this is after my stroke. So the world is your oyster. I mean, even though it's rote but true, but literally it's all up to the individual to decide that you're going to make a break and know that your stroke or your aphasia is not going to, you know, be the end in all of you, but instead just the beginning on what you're trying to accomplish. It's huge to let people know that just because you've had the stroke, you have aphasia or you can't walk or, or whatever it is that you keep moving you keep trying and like you said um you you find different ways to do things or or different ways to practice things or whatever it is because i know for me five and a half years down the road i still make progress mm -hmm. and to me it sounds like you still have that attitude that you just keep working at it because you will still make progress we may not so much see it now, but every once in a while it's like, oh, wow, I didn't have, you know, whatever happened or, or I got that word out or I remembered this or whatever it is. So I think that's a huge thing to let people know that we don't just stop because the therapy stopped or because the doctor said, this is as far as you're going to go or whatever. That's correct, and I, I think that's an interesting and, uh, observation that I, I think a lot of people forget sometimes. And that's why I said before that, um, you know, people are very, it changes your perspective almost immediately. And uh, like I said, all of a sudden, you just realize what is important and what is not, you know my family, yeah. my friends, things like that, that are more important. You know, mm -hmm. all the little things, yeah, 
Of course, it would be very helpful. But right now, we focus on what's going on. And once again, I'm very, you know, involved in vocational atmosphere as well. Because mm -hmm. I think that fortunately, you know, I was very good in, you know, communications. I was very good in marketing. I was very good in um, management. And I realized very quickly that some uh, deficit had occurred because of my stroke. So once again, am I going to lament on what's going on? Or am I going to strategize what's going on to fit the situation and then excel on what I can do that is very helpful? Or even further, as I just mentioned, go back to school, you know, for you know, insurance, go back to school for IT and learn new school, I'm sorry, new skills that mm -hmm. had never occurred before. Even though we do have a stroke, you can still go forward no matter what. Oh, absolutely. You are so correct in that because, you know, even I've learned that it's what, that, you know, you focus on different things now. Um, there, there are different things that are more important than what we thought. We've right. been given a second chance, and that second chance means that we can redefine ourselves as um, a person. We can redefine things that we do. So, um, you know, I, and I can tell you've probably done this too, um, but you've met new people. You've, you've done different things that you wouldn't have thought you would have been doing. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's different, but it's still the same. We're here. We've just learned to focus on different things, um, than before the stroke. Right. Well, that's exactly right. Unfortunately, even still is we can excel on what's going on. Now, again, I'm not going to be, you know, uh, I will be boastful for one minute, but for example, <laughs> Uh, for New York Life Insurance Company. Now, this was in the Atlanta, I'm sorry, in the uh, Florida area. But I won Rookie of the Year, uh, which is a big award. Uh, mm -hmm. And fortunately, it was not because I had aphasia. It wasn't because, you know, what was me. I worked my patooties off mm -hmm. and obtained what was going on in the strategy and atmosphere of New York Life. So my point is the fact that everyone, no matter what, has opportunities. Everyone has, you know, avenues that they may even have uh, not opened before. But I think that this is an opportunity to, instead of, uh, you know, watching television and having bonbons all the time, but actually explore new things and actually go beyond what's going on because your life, like I said, whether you are, a, you know, a pup at maybe 27 or even when you're 55, it doesn't matter because you can still be very productive and very, you know, uh, I guess the word would be, you know, enlightened as far as what's happening. Exactly. So you have been featured in a few articles and, um, you were included in a story on CNN regarding laughter is a healing tool. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, uh, fortunately, uh, and thank you very much, I've been 
doing this for um, a long, long time. Like I said, after 27 years, you get uh, interviewed uh, quite a bit. I guess, mm -hmm. fortunately, when you have a massive stroke at the age of 27, people are just like, oh. But um, I think the best way is I'm also, as you know, a, uh, I write a blog. Uh, I've been doing that for about three years now called Unmistakably Herb. Uh, and again, uh, toward the end, I can show you the, uh, the web address. But Unmistakably Herb is sort of a mishmash of different things uh, with uh, eye-opening experience and results, whether it's leadership, adaptability, you know, a little bit of humor, and, uh, you know, just the approach of doing it a little bit. So if you'd like, uh, at my website, at uh, Unmistakably Herb, there's actually stories that I have written over the last almost uh, 15 years that uh, you can peruse if you'd like. Okay, that's great. And we'll, um, at the end, also uh, restate that again, because I would like to read some of your blogs. Um, oh, I appreciate that. Oh, well, you're welcome. Um, so we have just a few more minutes to go. Is there something that we haven't covered? I, can, I have other questions I can ask, but is there right. something so far that we have not covered that you would like to speak about or that you would like to let others know? Well, and I appreciate that very much. Like I said, uh, and uh, again, thank you very much for the opportunity. I think that the most important thing is don't look backwards, look forwards. You know, mm -hmm. I think that most of the audience is probably either going to be a survivor or a family member or someone that's very close to you as far as what's going on regarding strokes, brain injury, you know, if you have aphasia, things like that as well. So my um, purpose in all of that is always go forward always go beyond the norm and look at what you can do rather than repeating what you have done before. Because like I said, life is too short to just wander and be depressed because of what happened. You know, I think that every single day, even though, like you said a couple of minutes ago, that it's, you know, it's a slow process in your life, but it will get better. I mean, as I just mentioned, 27 years ago, uh, I could not walk, talk, read, or write. You know, I do have some deficits. I understand that. But does that, you know, enwrap what's going on? Absolutely not. Instead, I adapt to what's going on and make the best I can do under the situation and then beyond that. And that's why I've been very, very successful in my career. Uh, over the long run. I think that what you just said, especially the, the last few sentences about adapting is huge because many stroke survivors don't understand um, that they need to be positive, that they need to work on these things, but they also need to adapt to the new, I guess I'd say the new me or the new you or, or you know, the, the person has to accept who they are now and adapt to that and move forward. Um, that's, that's correct. And like I said, that's probably the most important thing 
that most people forget because I think that it's just human nature that people almost um, put you in a box and say, oh, woe is me, I'm depressed, I'm pitiful, I'm whatever, just because of what happened to you. And for me, uh, and maybe only me, but for me, that's not the attitude. My entire family is, um, well, they're nuts. No, um, they're, <laughs> they're, they're very, very, you know, like I said, we are very proactive. We are very on the go all the time. We are leaders in what we try and do. Because I think that fortunately, we are trying to obtain other things than just what has happened. And I mm -hmm. think that for Troy, yes. Is it, um, you know, ingrained in me that I suffered my stroke? Absolutely. But it doesn't compare to the fact of what I have done since that time. I don't really talk about, to be honest, my stroke and my aphasia unless people ask me. You know, it's just human nature now that this is the person I am. Yes. So I walk a little bit peculiar because my right side doesn't work you know yes yeah. from time to time you know i'll be a little bit vague and people will you know it's almost like a uh, you know a dog that all of a sudden will uh, go from ear to ear saying what's going on and i'll explain it again more clearly i understand that but you know what that's just the way of me and people have to accept that or not but I think that the world that I have done since that time and will go on have been very, very gratifying. And uh, I think that uh, life is good. Yes, I, I agree. Life is so good. Uh, and my little thing is that, yes, I had a stroke. It took me a little while to understand and to um, accept that things were different. Um, I wanted the old me, as I called it, back. Um, but I learned to work with this new me, as I called it, right. and I thought she's pretty awesome. So it sounds like you did the same thing. You may have had some, you know, regret that you wanted your old person back, your old me, but you worked through that. You decided that the new you was good and you were going to do some stuff with it. And you did, you went back to school, you, you know, just made the changes and, as you said, adapted. Right, and that's exactly right. And even today, uh, well, I'm still looking at other opportunities all the time, whether it's technology, whether it's, you know, in communication. I mean, I'll talk to anyone at any time. So <laughs> I think that's, uh, you know, one of the great things. But, I but like I said, let me... Uh, let me give you my email or my uh, web address, uh, okay. just in case. And this is for Unmistakably Heard. And it's relatively simple. It's just H.W. Silverman, which is S-I-L-V-E-R-M-A-N, period, wordpress.com. So once again, it's just H.W. Silverman, period, wordpress, period, dot com. And you can read all about not only what I'm doing, but uh, articles that uh, are very short, sweet, and to the point, but I think uh, 
people like it quite a bit. So I uh, thank you for that opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And this was wonderful. It really was. And I do wish uh, at some point that we can have you come back because I think there's so much more that you can put out there on being positive and being positive and being young when your stroke happened. I think this is huge that I hear a lot from younger people that I don't know anybody like me, you know, and, and I understand that, but there's there's more than one or two people. uh, So uh, not a problem. There are, they just haven't found them yet. That's right. Yes. So thank you very much for being with us. Thank you for listening to today's show. This episode is brought to you by unlimited possibilities an Extraordinary Stroke and TBI Support Group from Georgia, a member of the Georgia Brain Injury Association, and a great partner for Stroke Focus. 